Welcome to the Human Size Leader Podcast, where we discuss the human side of leadership. I'm Zach. I'm Crystal. And today we're going to talk about being overwhelmed and evaluating, is it just a season or are you about to break? Usually I realize when it's too late. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is a great time for us to do this podcast because I think we were both sharing that we feel feel pretty stretched in the season and everyone around us is pretty stretched. Sometimes everything collides with seasons and sickness and activities, just the season rhythms of things. We're in fall right now, mid fall. Yep. And I and I'm sick. So I'm doing yeah. <laughs> podcast sick. You and I both uh leave town within mm-hmm. a week. Um yeah. we're both going to a capable life retreat. And so yeah. um when I don't know about, well, I do know, I think you're the same as me, Crystal, when I'm going to leave town. And I think any leader I've talked to, when you're going to leave, it's like, okay, I already had a huge to-do list Mm -hmm. and let's just add a hundred more things to it. Yeah. Very rarely is there like where I don't have like a whole full week of stuff. So taking that week off the plate, you know, and I know we're supposed to plan for this. This isn't planned since last spring, but you know, this fall <laughs> has been, like I said, it's a mid fall. Like that's figurative too. I feel like we crashed into fall and like I'm mid fall <laughs> crashing to the end. <laughs> like it has just been a busy, busy season. And just the thought of um, not having a week to work on things is difficult right now just because of unexpected things. Yeah, for sure. And so really what, what I guess we're talking about is there's times to like, Hey, you're climbing up a hill mm-hmm. and we need to push that ball forward, right? Um, to get momentum and the overwhelm happens then. But then there's other sorts of overwhelm where it's like, it's systemic. Like, yeah. and we really need to, as a leader to know the difference between the two because one pushing through is a good thing. The other one pushing through, you're just pushing into exhaustion. And when yeah. I'm exhausted for no reason, um, I'm angry. I'm short with those that I love. I um, unhealthy behavior. My stress eating goes like to 10. Like I'll be at the counter eating my Juanita chips and salsa. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. So you know, those are not good a, things. Yeah. The eating's a funny thing for me. Cause I, I try to be aware of that. Like, you know, it's like, you're always, as a woman, you're always trying to learn to be healthy. Okay. I'll just say that there's society's pressures to like eat, but like, I know when I'm really, really stressed, like I start, I'm eating. I don't even know I'm eating. Like I'm walking around yeah. the kitchen. I'm like, why is there stuff going in my mouth? And I'm like something, my brain has like went into autopilot. I need to, to take a breath. I don't know why that happens. I don't know why eating is such a, maybe it's that instant gratification for a moment. I don't know. It's definitely a weird know. thing. I was just thinking with this conversation, what you just said about like knowing whether it's a hill to press up or um, something we need to change. It actually reminded me of the serenity prayer of like God grant me the serenity to accept what I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Because I think that's like really the heart of this is like there is this something that keeps happening because we have a structure going on in our life that's not sustainable. Is this going to happen every rotation of the the rhythm of the seasons that we could be aware of and make better? Or is this just something that we have to push through because it's necessary? Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes overwhelm can be the best thing in my life. Like mm-hmm. overwhelm leads me to change, right? The yeah. things that I can change, like the serenity prayers I talked about. Like, because there's been points in time where I'm like, this is not sustainable. And then I have a friend that goes, did you hear what you just said? 
<laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, I should probably change something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. And even like this season, I feel like a remnants of last season. So it's the same time of year. And like, not only do we have all the things going on that you shared, I know we both have kids in sports or activities. Yep. Yep. Um, we have these like events, like fall is all packed with holidays and like all kinds of things going on. Like, why is that? Can we just spread a few of those into like February? (laughs) Like, can we just have Thanksgiving in February? Um, Let's start an initiative. We need to get something on the ballot. Um, But like, I was thinking like this year, I felt the same way last year, but I put more stuff on my plate this year. And I don't know what I thought was going to be different. Like where my husband's still coaching robotics, my kids are still in school. I'm still working the same job with the same activities in the fall. And I'm like, my husband also doesn't have margin in the season, which is another factor to this. Like when me and my spouse both don't have margin, um, that becomes a real issue in our home because sometimes, you know, when one person is in a hard season, the other picks it up. But if you're both in a hard season, like that's a whole other heaviness on this. Yeah. Totally true. And you both work at a church where you basically mm-hmm. die from September to Christmas. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then you get the week of recovery, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Which COVID was like a whole new reorientation to that. We we're like, there's hope. Like we can do something different. And I think there's also where we had that. It wasn't easy. COVID wasn't easy, but it was different. And, and there were things that we saw we could change. But then kind of the world started back up again. And then you're like, you're in this, oh, you met, you knew there's something different, but now you're pressed into what even feels like a faster pace because we slowed down for a while. Um, but how do you start recognizing, first of all, how do you recognize when you're in a season of just overwhelmed beyond healthy? So when I'm overwhelmed, uh, and I think this is true for everyone, but when I'm in major overwhelm, my brain does not work. So the thing that we're asking you to do is kind of impossible in those moments. And so one of the things that I've learned to do, and it's really helped me is when I'm in overwhelmed and my brain is like maxed out, I have to start writing things down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I do is I start writing all the things I have to do, all the things that I have to do. Then I have it on paper and then I can go, okay, what, what are those things that I can delegate? Mm-hmm. What are those things that need to be just removed to a different time? Like I'm going to make the decision that now is not the time. And when I reduced my list, all of a sudden my brain can think again. Mm-hmm. And then I can evaluate, okay, when I'm looking at this list, are these just things that um, I can fix, right? Are there, Or are these short-term? And I can start asking those questions because... Yeah. Um, because when, again, when I'm in that mode, I can't think. Like, I think that's why we get into those, right, worked up into anxiousness and yeah. get in arguments is, and act silly is because our brains are literally not working. So when what I hear you saying is when you're in that place where your brain is just like all over the place <clears throat> and you're feeling overwhelmed, is that you like make yourself like sit down, just write out what's going on in your head? What are the things that you're worried about doing? And so you have yeah. start with an imperfect list. Yeah, for sure. I start with an imperfect list because overwhelm can look in different forms. Like sometimes it's overwhelmed with the amount of things we have to do as a leader. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's overwhelmed with the amount of uh, critical conversations we need to have, corrective conversations we need to have. Sometimes it's overwhelmed because criticism is so high in the season. And so knowing where the overwhelm comes from, I think 
allows us as as leaders to have fresh perspective because like you you work at a church in a church it it is all consuming and i think anyone that has not done that as a job can honestly you can't relate because mm-hmm. it's you're leading people you're caring for the hurting so you have these things on both sides you have you're talking about people's emotional spiritual like there's so much more where as a business owner um yes i care for people on those things but i'm not like my job technically is not to care for them spiritually even though that is something that i do right and so they're not expecting of that of me and so there's a little less pressure Mm -hmm. in the in those things yeah yeah i think that makes sense no that was a little side rant (laughs) No, no, that is a nice little side rant. And what I heard in that, I think something that people that work um, in other spaces that have similar characteristics can probably relate to is like, I think it's a level of enmeshment and that can be used as negative. Um, Enmeshment is more of a negative when you become too um, intertwined with others' emotions. But I think in churches, there's a, a type of enmeshment where like, Again, like you said, there's there's tasks to be done, there's operational, but there's this responsibility for the spiritual and the relational health. And then often when you work at a church, it's also where your faith community is. Um, 99% of the time, that's your faith community, which is like a family dynamic, a different family dynamic. And so there's a lot of like just um, blurred lines. And I would say probably like in a family business, similar, or um, even in just a I'll say unhealthy, an unhealthy business culture where like, so family being the designation or the um, adjectives you use for your work is actually possibly a little bit um, can be confusing when workplaces become too enmeshed without awareness, you know, because it yeah. just, it's just an extra weight, right? Of like, But I like the idea of writing things down because then you differentiate what is feelings of um, just expectation, like what's, what are things I can actually do something about? Am I, you know, what are projects that just need to be done? What are just stresses I'm having because of relational tensions or, you know, decisions that haven't made whatever they are. I actually, this, this season of my life, I mentioned already being the same as last season of this time of year. And one big difference we have in our family dynamic is that we started doing like a written calendar, a big book that has all of our events on it. So we put everything on there and it's, it was just simple. We we used to have them on our phones and we talk about it, but we wrote everything down and we do it every week. We add anything that comes up. We make sure we know, we know what's going on. And it has been so helpful just to pick up that book and say, oh, do we have something? Because our ball of our minds are spinning with all kinds of things of our day. And um, I didn't realize how much weight I was carrying in my mental and emotional capacity with, I like to know things in my personality and I get really drained if I don't know the clear expectation. And so before I had that written down in one place, I was always trying to grasp the information. So I had my own anxiety appeased, but also just trying to keep everything straight. And now that I've gotten used to this new system, I know I can just pick up the book. And it actually has eased a lot um, of that pressure, which has been an improvement from the last season. Oh, that's cool. It reminded me, I was listening to this podcast recently by Erwin McManus, which I really like a lot of what mm-hmm. he has to say. And one of the things he shared was that uh, creative people, people that are highly creative for their job, they mm-hmm. are very non-creative, like in what they wear. And so he was he was mm-hmm. talking about like, they'll wear like a black t-shirt and jeans every day. Yeah, right? like the tech guys. They're always in black. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and you would say, oh, they're not creative, but 
No, they're saving their creativity for the things that matter. And so as a leader, we're making decisions constantly. Uh, we're pay- facing pushback constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, you're ch- you're it's we're in an unknown constantly, right? And so the more the more things in our lives that we can take off the plate, the better. And so, like one of the things that's helped uh, my wife and I is like having a list of what we're having for meal every day. Like it's planned out. What is what? Because we we cannot think at the end of our day, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want another thing to think about. Also, same thing, like schedule what nights are games what nights are practice when are people off who's picking who up all those things are decided on sunday for the week and so um Mm -hmm. you know i know it's kind of a little separate but to help yourself and overwhelm it as a leader is take things out of your mind and put them somewhere else because Mm -hmm. that is my biggest problem as a leader is i can tell when um when my mind is full when it is completely jam packed, and that is that overwhelmed feeling, yeah, um, and so, and yeah. But the problem is, and we we're kind of taught to just to jump back to the original <laughs> intent, right? The problem is, how do we tell when overwhelm is bad and when it's good? Because we do want to be overwhelmed a little bit as a leader, because that's a sign of growth, right? Mm-hmm. If you're juggling another ball, at first it feels overwhelming when you've never juggled before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but over time, you just get used to it, and that becomes your new normal. Yeah, I was thinking with what we were talking about, with even just this, the aspect of identifying like what's spinning in your mind. I feel like that's a re- great first step to to evaluating if you're in an overwhelmed, just an overwhelmed season um, for a moment or so transition, because if you can like identify those things and then identify what are these things that I can make a difference in, like, you know, meal planning, like you're talking about, or what are just tasks? And then what are the bigger things? Like, what are things I don't have control over that are causing me stress? What are things that I have an ending or don't have an ending? I feel like having, taking that moment to be self-aware, use tools outside of yourself, like writing or maybe processing with someone as well, if that's what you need to identify what is overwhelming you. And then you may have a better picture of, is this just a moment I need to adjust? Is this a moment that's just finite? Or is there something bigger going on that I really either can't control and I need to figure out what that means for everything else? Or um, it's it's something that is, you need to change, change permanently. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense, and I think uh, community helps us in in decide in helping with that, mm-hmm. right? Right. Because one of the one of the ways that I can tell a difference between, like you were saying, make the make the oh, make it to where the overwhelm doesn't happen as often. But one of the things that really helps is like having friends and having a spouse I share my life with, right? And like, hey, they can recognize patterns. Yeah. They can recognize, hey, you're overwhelmed every every Wednesday, <laughs> <laughs> or you're 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 um, you keep saying this is a season, but this has been nine months now. Yeah, like, yeah. You keep or hey, yeah, it's overwhelmed. You're starting a brand new job, mm-hmm. or you have a new leader. You're doing, and so like it, a lot of times, we need these outside communities to speak into our lives. Yeah, you're not sleeping more than five hours a night, or you don't take a day of rest, or you're you have a ten hour day of work 
six days a week. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you know, when I, when I left my last job and went into what I do now, part of that was my wife speaking into my life of she was struggling with my vocation as much as I was, which Mm -hmm. because I was carrying so much stress and anxiety to her. Right. I was, I was constantly and And that was one of the, that was one of my like signs. That was the one of the way God was speaking to me in that season was through her to say, Mm -hmm. you keep saying this is a season and you've said it for the last several years. (laughs) (laughs) Here's your sign. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So with that, you know, first step of evaluating, maybe seeking help to evaluate, what are some of the things that are signs that this is bigger than just you need to adjust some things? First of all, I should say, take the time, adjust those things, make it a priority to, if there's a habit that you can identify or something in your schedule that is doable, like make that adjustment. But also like, what if there's sometimes we have chronic illness or severe illness that comes out of nowhere. We have a death, we have um, just a big thing that happens in our business or our family that we have no control over. What do we do then? Good question. I mentioned community, right? Yeah. And so like, I think gathering community and one of the things that I, I really struggle with is asking for help. Yeah. And so I just, you know, if you're going through a tragedy, you're in overwhelmed. Like you cannot, that's unescapable. Like, yeah. If something happens to my spouse, I'm going to be a wreck. Um, And so, for example, and so like, I think just recognizing, like, I think we often put non-human expectations on ourselves. Like, uh, if you have a major life event happening, you're not going to be able to um, function at the highest degree. Like, just let's just acknowledge that. Like even even a child graduating high school, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you don't know anything about that, but (laughs) um, I don't. I'm not there yet. I'm one year away. I know you're getting close. You're getting close. Stressed me out. Why did you bring that up? No, go on. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But like those, like even that, like there's excitement, there's grief, there's all these Mm -hmm. things that are going to be tied in, and your community. I being one of them and by me and my wife, yeah. like knowing that and knowing that there's a support system around you, for me, that reduces my overwhelm. I think uh, interestingly listening to you is interestingly a word. I don't think it is. Um, I like it. It is today. It is today. Yeah. So with like talking about those bigger things that are things we can't control or life circumstances that are overwhelming, um, I think for me, I find that I, I gravitate towards the other overwhelmed, like when like going through grief, especially I saw this in myself and it was, um, it was almost like I could control that overwhelmed. Like I, so I, I gravitated toward the task, the busyness instead of yeah addressing what was really the bigger overwhelmed, I'll call it. And that was in many steps, it has been a mistake because it elongated that healing because I didn't give myself the space, but I was more comfortable with this overwhelming, probably because I did have some control over it and this was just too big. So I think that's something to be aware of, like if, um, which is good if you start doing these steps to like really get down to what is overwhelming you. If you're seeing those signs of foggy mind, always running, always feeling depleted, 
if you look at all this stuff and you're focused on that, but you still have this feeling of overwhelmed or you realize this, this thing here, you haven't given yourself any space for this bigger thing. I think that's really important. Um, and I think leaders gravitate more towards that behavior in my opinion, um, than people who maybe don't have a, a high capacity job because usually if you're in like a leadership position, um, you are a task oriented person. You are someone who just gets the job things done. And I think often leaders are by parallel. They have this great thing going on where they get stuff done and maybe are not as good commonly at the underneath work, which eventually will catch up with you. Yeah. Well, and I was just thinking as you were sharing, the more arrogant I get about myself, yeah. the more like I think I'm the only one that can do this. The, the more I get like that, like I am asking for overwhelm. And yeah. so... I think one of the things to ask when we're overwhelmed to know if it's a season, if it's a thing that needs to be changed is, you know, what lies am I believing that's causing mm -hmm. me to be overwhelmed? Because like this whole, like I've heard someone say like, well, I don't have time for stillness in my day. Like I don't have time mm -hmm. for think, well, then something needs to change. Like there's that old adage, if I don't have an hour to walk in the woods, then I need to, you know, and so, yeah. <laughs> like, like I need two hours then. And so, um, Remember that as a leader, our job is more thinking and strategizing than it is the doing, even though we get, can get caught in the doing. And so mm -hmm. take a step back. If you're feeling overwhelmed, like you really need that. Take a step back. Take a half a day. Take the things that mm -hmm. your brain is telling you you don't have space for. And so because... um you don't have space for it because we're doing things the same way we've been doing them. <laughs> we need to yeah. do it in a different way. Like yeah. a great example is today. I was telling uh, Crystal before we got on this podcast, like I was all worked up and anxious uh, because my son is sick. How dare he? And, <laughs> you know, and it's messing with my, with my day. But the moment I decided to lay that down is the moment like, oh, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I can stay home with him. That's going to be okay. Like, so the overwhelm was all in my head. Yeah. You put the, put the expectation on yourself down and yeah. Yeah. So really just recapping. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm overwhelmed now, Zach. I'm overwhelmed. I lost, I lost all. Yeah. Capacity we're, well, we're too. both, we're both in overwhelm, but <laughs> if, if you're overwhelmed, start writing it down. Yeah. Pray about what's, what's on there. Ask your community. Uh, because you know, we're either going to be stretching, which is good, or breaking, which is bad. And in either one of those, there's going to be failure. And so, like we say every week, just continue to fail forward, even in your overwhelm. You got this. Thanks for joining us this week on the Human Size Podcast. Join us next week when Zach and Crystal talk about what it means to be human-sized. We are called to only be human and not everything for everyone. Zach and Crystal will take a dive into how to accomplish this goal. Now have a great week.